podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. What Manchester? Only chance in my team like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Make United Great Again. We've got a small but sweet panel this evening. Rodney, how's it going, bro? Yo, what's going on? We're good, we're good. Um, good, good, good. Seb, how's it going? It's good, it's good. Uh, you can sound a bit more enthusiastic, Seb. I mean, Rashford what's almost... good? <laughs> I mean, Rashford <laughs> almost scored, so, you know, that's starting oh. to... That's something to yeah. celebrate about. Uh, before we get started again, I'll just remind you all, we've got our live show on December the 15th at Vauxhall Street Food Garden, literally a two-minute walk from Vauxhall Station. We'll be showing two games, Manchester United versus Everton, and then we'll be showing the big game, supposedly, Arsenal versus Man City. So tickets are available on Shubs. There are pin tweet on the main account. We hope to see you lot there. We've got food, we've got drinks, and then we've got analysis afterwards. So with all that being said... Let's get into it. Uh, I think based off last week's predictions, apart from Seb, nobody predicted us to win. So going into the game, we all knew what to expect. But with that being said, I still can't help but be disappointed. Um, 
What was your takeaway from yesterday's performance, Seb? Um, okay, no. Do you know what? Funny enough, like I think in the first 10 minutes, we actually started quite bright. Um, we got into some good promising areas. Uh, but I just feel like our final pass let us down um, on a few occasions. But over, like you know what, like the underlying fact is, like you should be controlling um, teams like Villa at home. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like you know we've been shit away, so now we're at home. We should be using um, you know it as a chance to to stamp authority, but. We didn't do that. Uh, Grealish ran the show in the first half. It was like, yeah, he was t- actually taking a piss in the first half. They couldn't get near. T- they couldn't get near him. Couldn't tackle him. Um, yeah, it was just having his his way with the United midfield. Um, uh, yeah, Martial, fucking hell, bro. Like movement dead. Um, like Rash was okay. Um, yeah, other than that, yeah, everyone else for me was pretty much shit. Um, for me, like, I just feel like um, that fucking Ballon d'Or clause that they put in Marshall's contract is like that 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 money that your, that your mum said that she's gonna keep for you when you're younger and you never got. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like that mythical Ballon d'Or contract. Marshall better learn to play right wing man, and let's bring Haaland and that to the to the theater, bro. Because I'm I'm done with Marshall up top anyway. Boy, uh, strong words, understandable. Uh, what did you think, uh, Rod? So. My take on the game was I could only get through 45 minutes of that. I couldn't watch the second, I couldn't watch the second half, man. You know, I'm only, I'm only watching these United games with Foden. You know what? That second half, I said, no, I can't subject myself to this anymore, man. So I'm going to just tell them what I saw in the first half. It didn't look that much change from the first to the second half anyway. So I was thinking, ah, cool, we got, we got Villa at home. I was up to... I thought we'd use 1-0 when I was talking on the pod, but you know I'm just chatting shit. I thought, yeah, maybe we'd do something. So, let's kick off now. In the first 30 seconds, we lose the ball. I said, yeah, it's going to be the same thing it is every week. It's just Fred and AP, they can't do nothing. They can't build, they can't dictate, they can't pass through the lines. It's just everything they were they was picking up was going out to Aaron Wambasaka or... Um, Brendan Williams, who weren't using the ball well enough. In fairness to them, there wasn't much options off the ball for anyone. Like Seb said, oh man, I've got Martial on the spotlight, man. Last week I said I'll, I'll stick. I shouldn't have said that, you know, because seriously, this guy is moving mad. I saw one clip on Twitter that um, of the first half of him moving proper lazy. No movement, he wasn't trying to get in behind. And that's everyone keeps saying, oh, Martial starved the possession. But as a number nine, you've got to do a little bit better than that, man. You have to. You can't be standing around. Matt, I can't be making runs that you should be making. It just it doesn't make sense to me what, Mar- what Martial's doing as a number nine, which is absolutely nothing. It's nothing. Oh, uh, it's just... I don't, I don't even know. I don't have much to say about that game, man. It's just you could pull one of my previous takes on I-4-2-3-1 over the last 20 games and it'd be the same. Couldn't build, we couldn't do nothing. The ball was going wide, we couldn't do nothing wide. Our striker, the ball wasn't sticking, he wasn't coming short. 
Maguire and that were pumping balls long because they're trying to skip the midfield because Fred and AP are not doing anything with the ball. AP was just on the pitch to see how many times he could foul Jack Grealish. That was it. Honestly, that's, from the first half, that's all I see him do. And obviously the cross for the goal. Yeah, it's he, just... he either was fouling, getting beat or giving the ball away. I think that pretty much sums up his contribution yesterday. Like, yeah, yeah. Fred, I was saying on the main pod yesterday, Fred probably had his best run of form since he's been with us, like three games where he's played decent in a row. But again, like you said, they weren't finding anybody through the lines. And then they were joined by the ghosts of one matter. Matter doesn't do anything anymore. Like, he generally doesn't do anything. Like, he'd, even the nice touches in tight areas that you're getting, the killer passes here and there that you're getting, the good movement into the box to get on the end of things because he was a pretty good finisher. He's lost it all. And I think over the years... We've slowly, slowly sucked the life out of him to the point yeah. now where he's just, just collecting a, collecting he's a check. He's bankrupt. Yeah, There's Collect, nothing in the bank. <laughs> collecting a check and posting his blog. Like that's, <laughs> that's what he's on every week, boy. So you, you put that all together, and that's just a, a, a shameful showing all around. Like even when we, we went up, I wasn't at any point like confident that we'd see the game out again. Yeah. Again. So yeah, it's a, it's another week of uh, disappointing performances. Um, hey, yeah. Wait one sec. What is Maguire? <laughs> like... Oh, it's like touch on it, touch on it. God, it's like he's just declining. We, we can't that. Like he's just saying, you know what? Fuck this. I'm getting paid. Whatever's happening. So, the first two minutes, the guy gets twisted up and catches a yellow card. It's just, oh man, it's just mad. It's, I don't get it. He's supposed to be our, our best player on the ball and he's just hoofing balls out wide. It's just oh, It was El Ghazi uh, of all people. El Ghazi, even like yeah. a wavy brother. Like El Ghazi's decent. But how you drag him yeah. man back like that? Like yeah, I was saying, yeah. any attacker that I've seen him come up with against who has a bit of skill, a bit yeah. of agility, a bit of strength, a bit of speed, he's been found lacking. And the thing is, and we all um we say it, at the big clubs you're going to find yourself in a lot more situations where you're one-on-one with an attacker and they have a lot, a lot of space to go into. And this is where guys like Sergio Ramos, for all the like errors that he makes and people will complain about him, like in those situations, their quality shows. Maguire, always, week in, week out, he doesn't look like he has a handle on whoever's playing up top. And then beside him is an even poorer defender in Lindelof, so, we're bound to leak goals week in, week out. Week in, week yeah. out. And it's like, as much as we don't want to like put the pressure on him, like, oh, obviously he didn't decide his transfer fee, etc., etc. You're expecting a certain level. I thought we were getting one of the better centre-backs in the league. Um, I mean, the system doesn't help. That's, that goes without saying. But when you just take away his standalone performances and you're trying to list what his attributes are, because you can see a good player in a poor system. You you can see that, and uh, yeah. he just looks decent. He generally just looks decent, and we just paid eighty million for a decent uh, defender. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't even know what to say, man. It's just week in week out, he's looking more like Phil Jones, he's getting a bit mad. Oh, mate. Um, yeah, Daniel James. He did what he does. Uh, runs a bit. 
puts in some dangerous um, balls. To be fair to him, like if he had, if Marshall had that kind of the goal that killer um, killer movement, like yeah, or just are... that sniffer instinct that like you're in and around the box. Like, like I yeah. said on last week's pod, the goal that Greenwood scored against Sheffield United, you don't really see Marshall score those type of goals. No, nope. but the ball that Daniel James put in is the type of balls that those sort of strikers get on the end of. So yeah, yeah. So uh, so Daniel James, yeah, he didn't have, really have much support, but yeah, he tried. He did. He did the he, the best that he could do. Rashford, um, hard in it. Like just <laughs> just run. <laughs> like he'll do something that's good, then he'll do something that's mad. Um, he yeah, he got the 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 last touch before he went in for an own goal to to equalize for us. So I mean, he's doing what he can, man. It's just it's just dire at the moment, man. Yeah, I, f- I feel I feel like he, he he overplayed a bit, but I definitely yeah. I, I definitely saw why he overplayed a bit. Like I feel like after the Sheffield United game, it was just like give me the ball, just yeah. like let me just give me the ball, let me let me just do what I I, I want to do in it because like he didn't overplay the Sheffield United game and he was absolutely starved until the very end, do you know what I'm trying to say? So I feel like he tried to kind of rectify that and um, take a bit of responsibility and um, I feel like uh, that's why he lost the ball uh, quite a few times. But, sorry, just to go back on to Maguire, I think yeah. Maguire is a, is a really good centre-back. I just feel like really he's, not, okay. he's, not, uh, he's not defence-transforming. So okay, okay. When you say really... really good, so we can just quantify who are his who are his peers. Like, what, whose level is he on? I just feel like he's on the level below VVD. And v, um, <laughs> and that, and that, no, I'm talking about in the prem, innit? In fact, like in the prem, in my opinion, I just feel like Van Dijk is head and shoulders above everybody, and then everything's up in the air. I don't feel like there's a clear second for me. Like from like when you look around, Laporte some defenders have great. Laporte is better than him. Sionchu is better than him. Um, I'm trying I to think. Um, Rudiger's probably better than him. Like he doesn't look. He doesn't look good, man. He doesn't look. I good. feel like I, I feel like um, especially when um, in you're in the defense you're in. Like he he's got the worst defense out of everybody. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, we've got a young Brandon Williams, you know, young is going to make mistakes, he's going to be out of position. Yeah. We've got okay. Lindelof. Okay, yes, he's, got... he's in the worst defence. What does being in the worst defence have to do with your individual agility? Well, I'm saying, you don't, the where, where you're talking about is where you got dragged out to the left. Yeah, because someone already, somebody was out of position. So I'm saying, if you, he wouldn't be exposed... In, he wouldn't be in those positions and he won't get exposed in a better defence. Do you know what I'm he trying to say? No, so no, he's he one Okay, so if, 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 if agility is a, something that you're not good at and you're talking about somebody like El Ghazi, what are you going to do when you're one-on-one with the proper attackers? The guys who are taking you left, taking you right, dragging it, dragging you, then dragging hopefully, you over the... Hopefully we, we get a bye back or Tinzebi, the guy with the pace. Do you know what I'm trying it. to say? Because if he steps out... He's going to have somebody to cover, or even if uh, Maguire covers and somebody else steps back, steps out. But he he's doing everything. I feel like, and for me, I just feel like he's just getting exposed, trying to do too much. Um, and yeah, I feel, he just needs to relax. I'm saying back. In my opinion, I, I'm not a Maguire fan in it. I'm I, just I saying. I don't think I, you are. I, I just I wholeheartedly I, disagree. I'm like looking at the situations that he's getting in, and these are basic stuff, man. Like you have to come out. You have to come out. 
Like, and you have to engage with a man. And yeah, if it was Neymar, cool. Neymar will be anybody in the world. But you're getting beat guy, by guys who are average. No, who say he's giving you a bad day. Like, these are Sheffield United caliber players. So if no. these players are giving you a bad day, what happens when you come up against the real cream of the crop? Like, a top quality defender is barely breaking a sweat against these guys. Sorry. That's the truth. System or no system. Like, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Quality players, their quality shows. Their quality shows out. This is why teams with good scouting will go and cop a man from the bottom half of the German league and bring him to a team at the top side of the table because a player's quality is able to show irrespective of the 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 surroundings that he's in. What does Maguire, from what we've seen so far, what does he excel at? I feel like in the, fir- in the first um, few games, we didn't see this. Like when Maguire was there, so I definitely feel like what he, wh- where he's at right now is a poor ro- run of form, and it's definitely mental for me. Okay, like the team is shit, and I just feel like his form is dipped because at the very start he looked really, really good. So um, for me, I just judge him, you know, under a different manager, and then when we get better players, but I just, I, I just, he's not going to be Van Dyke. But he's way better than what he's been showing in a, in the recent weeks. But that's what I'm saying. Nobody's been good, like and yeah. That, for me, I just, I've seen him play way better, like way better. So I'm just putting it down to a poor run of form, and I feel like he'll definitely be back soon. All right, cool. Um, everyone's favorite left back came on for a little cameo. Luke, Luke Shaw. Uh, what what did you guys think? Uh, it's the same thing I've been telling United fans for two, three years, when they were arguing with me, telling me, oh, you just hate Shaw, you whatever, whatever. It's like his brain and his body are so far apart. Like, in his head, he knows what he wants to do, but it doesn't translate to his body. Like, he doesn't offer nothing. Like, I understand Williams is on a, is on a yellow card and you just don't want him to be exposed or whatever, but Shaw is literally a nothing player. Like he has, he has nothing. He does nothing. Two, he, he got a new contract. I said at the time it was the worst thing ever. He got player of the season when he didn't deserve it. Like it's just been shocking. It's shocking. Like a, a catalogue of errors from United when it comes to Luke Shaw. Uh, did you hear his comments about uh, Brandon Williams' fitness? Oh my! No, just no, no. Had, I, I, that was, just... that was, that was, was it? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say because I had to even click on the post. I was like, I usually, but this one has Yo. six followers, so I was like, yeah. All right, cool. It, like at this true. point, like I could believe, I could believe anything. Okay, cool. So yeah, going on to the performance and how we how um how poor we were. I want to ask about, I guess, the star boy, his uh, his debut um at the theater this season. Grealish, uh, what were your takeaways from his performance, Rodney, in the first half? What do you like? What you saw? <laughs> Obviously, I don't want to see players ball against my team, but first half he just dominated everything. He was making Fred and AP look like under twenty one players. So it was just a bit muddy. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he... so he likes getting on the ball. He runs at you. He loves it. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you. He loves it. He's a he's a controller, isn't he? So he'll take the ball. He'll take a man on. He'll suck players in. Create space for other players. That's the sort of player we need, man. That's the sort of player we need in 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 the team, man. I think what fifty million for him? Would you, who would say no? Yeah, 
No. Well, I'm hundred percent taking him. One hundred percent. Yeah. But you were, were you? I swear you were a fan from when he was even younger. Yes, from 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 when he was in the prem before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always, always rated him like he's just he's he's always had the confidence to you know take on players. You know, you you, you see with the British players. Well, in, in recent years, it's kind of changed. But at the time when he was in the prem and whatever, there's not not too many saucy guys. But he's he was always confident. Always had a bit of sauce and something about him. I felt I felt like we should have taken him then. But then again, I think it's worked out for the best because we've been shit. And yeah, he probably would have ended up like Nick Power, one of those players. Like you know what I mean. So, um, but I think right now is the time where United are looking for British core. Um, yeah, I feel like it's the time for him to come to United and definitely do a rebuild um, around him with some other midfielders. Uh, you know, I, we don't know if Pogba's going to stay or go, but if he goes, <laughs> and that, that means name that, in years. Yeah, that means yeah. that um, we'd get three midfielders in, and I would definitely like him to be um, one of the midfielders. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Nice, nice, nice. I mean, yeah. D- it's sad, like Ronnie says, it's sad when you see it against your own team. But, you know, it is what it is at this point, man. And uh, did either of you, I know it was on really early, did either of you catch the, any of the Europa League game? Stop, yeah. Did. did you catch it, Seb? Yeah, I watched it. You watched it. What did you think of uh, Levitt and Ghana in, in the middle? Ballers, big boy, big boy ballers, comfortable on the ball, really technically sound. Do you know what I mean? I think, but the only thing is, is that um, Astana didn't come, to, didn't press, so it's a bit difficult to kind of, um, you know, translate it to how they'd be in the prem because they were li- well for the for the for the majority of the game they wasn't they weren't under any pressure. They just like controlled the game. Astana were happy to keep um, eleven man behind the ball. Um, but the United youngsters, regardless of the uh, result, they played really, really well. Like, really, really well in terms of comfortable on the ball. They created some good opportunities. They just looked way more comfortable. They passed the ball quicker. Um, but, yeah, those two midfield players, I'd, definitely, I'd start them. I'd start them. I just don't know how they do, how they'll, how, how they do physically. But it's better than AP and Fred, basically. And... That's, sure you know, the, you know what the prem's about these days, man. They yeah. might get ran into the ground still. It's true, but AP and Fred are getting ran into the ground. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's it's one of point. those ones. Yeah, that's a good. That's a, that's a good point, I guess, man. Um, I'd like to see more of them in a three-man midfield. though, definitely. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like, yeah, I'd like to see. Two, like uh, it'd be a bit too peak for them. Yeah, it would be a bit too peak, man. Especially with how, especially how we're set up. Cool. So uh, I just want to run through some uh, post-match comments just to get an understanding of you guys' feelings. I mean, Arsenal have gotten rid of their manager. Spurs got rid of their manager, so naturally we're being linked to Pochettino. Uh, there's been comments from players, DDG commenting about the quality of the team, and that since then he hasn't had the captain's armband. So I want to read out some quotes from Maguire and from Oli. Just want to hear what you guys you guys think of what they're saying. So uh, Maguire, as a team, we are improving, but we want to improve a lot more. To not win games at home is disappointing. We huffed and puffed, but we need to do better. And Wednesday gives us a great opportunity to put that right. Thank <laughs> you. 
<laughs> okay, uh, Maguire. <laughs> we were poor after their first goal. It knocked us, and we were edgy and nervous. To concede straight away after going in front is disappointing. We dominated for large parts of the second half. No, we didn't dominate for large parts of the second half. It was, it was, it was actually a fifty-fifty game. It was just one of those ones. Like we was going life and death with Villa. Cool. Uh, on to the gaffer, uh, Oli. It knocked us a little bit emotionally going behind. We didn't settle in the game. We were lucky to go in at half-time one each. It was an end-to-end game. First half, we didn't move the ball quick enough. Well, you know, it's, we ain't got the players all of that, man. You're asking for too much. you got two fucking knobheads in the middle of midfield and you think you're going to be popping the ball and you've got one matter who literally has no legs, like featherweight and you think that you're just going to be popping the ball against a team that's well drilled and it's got a lot of PMP in midfield it's just not happening man it's just it's not happening like and I don't know what they're doing on the I don't know what they're doing on the training ground um you know but even I don't even know man like even if even if we did have like, like a really really good uh manager I don't know what these guys I don't know what Fred and AP would be able to do in my opinion Um, we didn't go out together as a team we should have done better these boys will learn and improve sometimes inconsistency will happen with young boys what's this guy talking about get this guy the fuck out of here get this guy the fuck out of here what's he talking about what Brandon Williams was what the only man that you can say yeah the rest of these men have been playing First team football for how long? What's yeah, I think him about? and him and him and Daniel James. Yeah, otherwise. No, but even Daniel James has been playing Championship ball. He's played a, what a season or something. Yeah, but remember, this is a step up for Danny, man. Ah, uh, he's. The, he, yeah, he's taken. He's definitely taken though. He's talking like he's bought through the whole of the under twenty three <laughs> and whatever, and threw them on the pitch, brother. He's, he's saying these boys. What's he talking about? Russ was five five seasons in. Martial's four seasons in. Yeah. AP's had like three or four seasons at top flight football. Like, what's Fred has been playing top flight football? Why is he? Aaron Wan-Bissaka's had a couple seasons in it. Lindelof, Maguire, David de Gea. Who's he talking about? Yeah. Uh, we failed to control the game at times, but we can't do anything about that now. We have to work on us as a team and become a better unit. Aston Villa had too many counter-attacks for my liking. Well, for my liking too, Oli. You know, for my liking too. This is almost a year anniversary. This is, he's supposed to have got... Oh, gosh. Uh, Mate. Top four. That will take care of itself in the end. We have to be better. We have to work as a team and become a better unit. Today it was end to end. We were excited going forward, but we should have controlled the game more. I think all this control, control. He's done. He, he he's just he's indirect. Been he's, he's obviously been listening to Drake, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's indirected. He needs those midfielders, isn't it? But he ain't got the Jose Mourinho strength, like to. To to, to put a bit, yeah, he ain't got the vim. Do you know what I mean? In the indirect, like it's it's too timid. Like everybody knows he needs midfielders. 
you know, he know, he knows he needs midfielders. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the club. Like this club is in, uh, wait, it's a, it's a weird place. Mm, thank you. Um, inconsistency will happen. In moments we played fantastics, and in times we were too open. We felt to control the game, but we can't do anything about that now. <laughs> You know, hey, Oli's a sicko, man. Yeah, I, I like him. He's saying the right things, still. <laughs> well, I said this, we can't do anything about that now. Yeah, it's so like, that sounds like, it. Well, it sounds like a you problem, still. Yeah, it sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> cool. so, hey, uh, doesn't give a shit, bro. Uh, let me give you lot, uh, the win percentage of Manchester United's last uh, six managers. So, Sir Alex Ferguson, 59.67%. Jose Mourinho, 58.33%. David Moyes, 52.94%. Louis van Gaal, 52.43%. Sir Matt Barsby, 52.38%. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, 27.30%. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's that? Just permanent. Uh, yeah, we put, uh, our last six managers, uh, well, our last five managers, uh, I think they threw Sir Matt Busby in there just for, for for shits and giggles still. But yeah, you can see that essentially everybody tends to hover around 50% and Oli's at 27.3%. And like no, I said... Go on. Is that Oli's... Yeah, that's since... Yeah, yeah, that's since he's taken the job permanently. Oh, okay. That, that's a bit of a disrespect, isn't it? <laughs> What, Tony? Uh, no, it's, 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 it's obviously uh, 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 the way how the stat is set up, in it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, still, still, though, like, it's still fucking shit. Like, it's, a, um, it's a period of time. To be fair, to be fair, a better manager at this, t- at, at this time last year was six, and he had... A, a, what was it? Minus one goal difference before Oli come in. So this team has been shit. Like, yeah. and there's been no improvements like like that. There's been our oh, Aaron Bissaka and Daniel James. Like, come on, man! Like, this isn't this is this is like Maguire far well. beyond. Maguire as well. Don't forget him. Yeah, Maguire. This is far beyond the manager. This is a fucking United like a, a board a board problem. Like you know, like anybody, everybody can see what United need. Like you lost Herrera, you lost Fellaini, you didn't replace. Like come because on, the man. names of players we're talking about as well. But yeah, you're right, man. Right now <laughs> in this team. Yeah, yeah, he'd be he would be balling. They'd be loving him again. The Spanish Armada back in full force, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. So, obviously, we've got a home game against Spurs on Wednesday. Let's call that the, the special one returned. Um, how do you guys feel about it? Do you feel nothing? Do you feel like you, you need us to beat him? Uh, do you think we're going to lose? Yeah, what are your feelings going into that? I need him to just whack us in 4-0. That's what I need him to do. Why? Because I'm reading, uh, whether they're true or not, I'm reading a few reports that if he loses his next couple of games, his head could be on the block. Now, I don't think that's true, but even if there's a little glimmer of hope in this festive <laughs> period, I'll take it. That would be that early, that sweet Christmas present. So, obviously, yeah, we got this... Spurs. Um, we got Spurs at home on Wednesday. We got City away on Saturday. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I'll take I'll take no points and um, a minus ten goal difference and but, then two games. <laughs> but surely, those are games that we could understandably lose. So if you're gonna watch us draw against Sheffield United, lose to Astana, draw against Aston Villa, you're not then gonna sack a guy for losing to two top six sides. If, okay, if if Oli uh, doesn't get sacked, yeah, and we lose against Spurs and City, we need to like everybody, like United fans, have uh, as a collective have to stop mentioning Oli, because then you know that your CEO is putting you through through murder, like he's putting you through through trauma on on purpose, like <laughs> you know what I mean, like if if this happens, if that happens, and Oli is still there then you know something dodgy is going on. Like, because yeah, it's worse than Mourinho. Like, currently, it's worse than Jose. And do you know what? If we lose those two games, we'd be 17th. <laughs> Take it in. We'd be 17th. Man United uh, would be 17th yeah. in December. You know, in December, back in the days, it was all six-pointers for first place and that. But yeah. now, it would be a six-pointer for relegation. Man United are going to get relegated, bro. We're going to be in the <laughs> fucking championship, like playing against fucking what Leeds and them, man. Nah, man. This is crazy. Wood was a fucking scumbag, man. He's fucked us this over. It's crazy. The listeners are going to be close to fucking suicide after this. Nah, it's, it's fucked us over, man. <laughs> I apologize. Apologize to the listeners for this pod, yeah, but I, I, like we're gonna get relegated. Like <laughs> 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 before was better, but it's not anymore. <laughs> like we lose these two games, we get relegated. Like no, in December we will be in the relegation zone. Hey, Millwall on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to go see them boys. Go the, to the den. The firm boys. <laughs> hey, you oh. what? Hey, behave. So we got. <laughs> well, see, now with the new year, oh, we've bro. got Spurs at home. Bro, like only, only watching like one game a month in the championship and that. <laughs> so we've, we've <laughs> got um, uh, Spurs at home, City away, Everton at home. Watford away. Watford, another team who've been proactive. It's like their second manager this season. Um, we've got Newcastle at home. Newcastle who look decent. And Watford we've got well, six pointers for us. Yeah, you know. Burnley away. You don't want to go to Turf Moor. We've nope. got Arsenal away. And then uh, we got um, Norwich um, at home. And then we've got Liverpool away. <laughs> that's, that's six points, you know. Yeah, I think oh, that's yeah, that's points. might be a draw against Norwich. Yeah, across those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, how many points do you see us picking up? Three. Yeah. <laughs> three and they're all draws. No, and that, that leaves us in the relegation zone. That's I'll so see, funny. I like, say, say nine. Nine out of 20. Nine out of 24 no, still. No, so, what, what games are you calling? <laughs> Happening. Cool. So like, we will. Yeah, yeah, you got to think about it. Newcastle. Just Newcastle. Just beat us. Yeah. yeah. Now listen. Let, you, you asked me my opinion. Yeah. All yeah right. Cheers, yeah. Governor. All right. Cool. So we get a draw with Everton. That's one point. We so. get a draw with Watford. That's two points. We get a draw with uh, Newcastle. <laughs> that's three points. We lose to Burnley. Uh, we lose to Arsenal. We beat Norwich. 
Uh, yeah, we'll get six points, not nine points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> six and eight. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously we'll lose to them four. Yeah, we'll get six points. Nine points I was reaching still. Thanks for yeah. getting me to redo the maths there, uh, yeah. uh, Rodney. I think I counted a couple wins where when I was doing it again, it was actually draws. So it is yeah. what it is. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's interesting times, man. It's interesting times. But uh, I don't want to keep you guys in this torture chamber for much longer. So we're going to finish up with some listeners' questions now. Obviously, Rodney, I'm hoping that you're in better spirits this week than you were in last week. And you, yeah, yeah, you I got them, them. I got them. I've you got, got them, them yeah? Let's nice go. one. Mm. So uh, got a uh, first question from The Magician's Rant. Uh, has Aaron Wambasaka been a poor signing? He's awkward... As sm- he's as awkward as Smalling on the ball. His defensive qualities are overstated. He's only good at tackling. He's bad at closing down crosses. He misjudges the flight of the ball in the air. He is also an awful crosser of the ball. Uh, what do you guys think of that analysis? Uh, I don't know, man. I think we're harsh, man. I just feel like, like the way we're so shit, like. We're, we're not even playing to play strengths anymore. Like we're just like fuck it, you man. Just like just all this, just do what you can. Just do, just do, just do what you can, bro. Like it's it's an individual thing out there for my United. Um, I think he like trust me. I'm hard on my Bissaka. I just feel like he's um technically. I don't feel like he's the best. Um, he is as bad as Smalling. Do you know what is on on the ball? But um, I do see him, you know, improving as the team improves. Hold on, did you say he is of... as bad as Smalling? Yeah. You, Smalling, who has to move his whole body shape to pass the ball. That's who you're comparing <laughs> Aaron Wan-Bissaka to, yeah? yeah? Remember, this pod is recorded, so this, this, this information can be yeah, on the archives yeah, no, on five the ball, years on from ball, now. On the ball, he, he is as bad as Smalling. Um, but I just feel like as the team gets better and... You know, we start progressing play, we get midfielders or whatever. I feel like he will look decent in the attack, you know, when he's doing those overlapping runs and he just has to cross it first time. Because he's, I don't think his crossing is that bad, you know. I, I don't think like his crossing is that bad. I feel like when he has to shift it past a player and do a bit more extra work, I feel like he looks a bit shit. But first time crosses for me, they're okay. They're, they're not the worst. Um, but yeah, um, but um, in terms of in terms of him going forward, do you think that we even have an attacking system that allows him to get anything out of what you may discuss as his, his limited um, attacking attributes? Oh no, no, no. I said, as, as, we, as we go forward, uh, no, I'm not even now. Like as we get when we get a new manager, all of that stuff, he'll look better. Like for now, as I said, like we're putting a lot of strain on all of these players, like and. We're asking him to beat two men down the right. And again, he's not technically good enough to do that. Not many people, not many right backs are technically good enough to, well, not many right backs are good enough to do that, full stop. But I'm saying technique wise, it's just everything is just so unorthodox. Like it's so messy, it's so dangly. Um, yeah, it just needs to be worked on. But um, yeah, I just feel like um, as we get better, and he progresses into the final third, and we sh- we become a more attacking team. I feel like he'll look good, and he'll be able to shine more. Cool. Uh, what do you think, Rodney? So, just to read it again, 
Has Aaron Wan-Bissaka been a poor sign-in? He's just awkward and small and on the ball. His defensive qualities are overstated. He's only good at tackling. He's bad at closing down crosses. And he misjudges the flight of the ball in the air. That's He's a lie as well, by the way. crosser of the ball. That's a lie, oh, but um, just remember the rest. He was... Um... He, he, the, at was... the magician, the magic man's rant. He's only had two, sh- well, two or three shit games, and, and that's why he said that. But other than that, his defensive, his defensive work has been really good. So yeah, that's shit. So oh, yeah, sorry. Remember, I said that man was gonna take these um, listener questions on seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I lied. <laughs> when I catch you on the streets. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> that is, what, what's he talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Let me break down. Let me. I thought you was lying on this listener question. I thought you wrote that yourself. No, come on, man. No, come on, man. So Give me some credit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it. Has Aaron Wan Basaka been a poor signing? Yeah. See when you're typing that, like, what is going through your head? Has Aaron Wan Basaka been a poor? I don't get it. Did these men think they were signing Danny Alves? Mm. I don't understand. And what's the next part? He's as awkward as Smalling on the ball. In fact, he's probably more awkward on the ball than Smalling, but if that makes sense. But he still still distributes it better than Smalling, but he looks more awkward on the ball Mm. than Smalling, which is weird to say. His defensive qualities is overstated. He's only good at tackling. Oh, well, defensively, that is... That is what you're supposed to be doing, tackling. Yes, part of the game is positionally and stuff like that. I don't think he's the greatest positionally because he uses his pace and recovery a lot, so he doesn't have to be great positionally. He could work on that where he doesn't have to make as many tackles. But if you're good at tackling and he enjoys it, which he said he does, what's the problem? He's getting those tackles in. Closing down crosses, I've seen this guy close down crosses 15 times a game. So I... I I don't know what real magic man's talking about. What was the last bit as well? I'm onto him now because that is a mad question. You're deconstructing the, the whole bit? thing. Um, he, he's awful. Oh, he's he, awful he misjudges the flight of the ball in the air. He's also an awful cross of the ball. Where do you get that from? I don't. What have you seen, watched one or two clips and you seen? Yeah, he, he misjudged. Oh no, real magic man. Anyway, I think I follow that guy. I've got. I've got. I've got, I've got follow button getting clicked. Yeah. Yeah. Before I roast him. <laughs> Uh, we got another question uh, from O. Middleson. He's a listener, um, long-time listener actually. So shout out, Ollis. Um I think we've answered it already. If uh, OGS loses against Spurs and then City, did he get the sack? Sebi, you've said no, and I think Rodney, you agree as well, don't you? What's that? If he loses against Spurs and City, does he get the sack? No, he doesn't. He doesn't because. Yeah. Um... Like Sebi said, those two games, you, you don't really expect him to get anything from those games. I mean, they'll be embarrassing defeat because I'm sure the board still believe that at that level where they should be beating or at least competing with City and Tottenham on the pitch. But they're not at that level. So I think, I don't, I don't, I don't think the board are going to look too much into it, to be honest with you. Cool. Um, do, do you, sorry, do you think as well, yeah, it, it one so one reason is obviously um I feel like I don't know I don't know what Man United are doing from a financial standpoint. But mm. do you feel like if Woodward sacks Oli, that's him gone? Because now 
he's had a track record of four managers. Yeah. And if he sacks Oli after pulling the trigger so early, do you think that's something he can't come back from? Because now they stop looking yeah. at the manager and they start looking at him because a lot of people have been avoiding him. But I feel like people are starting to see that everyone's asking for Oli to be sacked. Everyone keeps blaming Oli. He's he fuck. He's not. You know. He he's got a boss. You know. Like nobody. Everyone <laughs> keeps mentioning Oli every fucking week. Like if like if you go to work and you're shit at your job, like you don't leave your job because you're nicking a living. Your boss fucking sacks you. So like. I, I feel like I, I feel like Woodward well, is being wrong and strong. That's a good point. That's a good point, Sebi. That's like one out of a hundred. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> cool. Uh, we got a question from Doc K thirty four. Honest thoughts on the potential signings of Haaland and Sancho in January, and secondly, are Oli's signings not turning out as good as we thought they would? So I don't reckon we'll sign either in January. And Oli's signings, depending on what you expected from Oli's signings, if he was looking at 80 million and thinking, yeah, you're getting a Virgil van Dijk, then he'd probably be a bit disappointed. No one expected much from Daniel James, so anything that we have gotten is a plus. And Aruan Bissaka has been a revelation defensively, so I'm going to say, no, they haven't been poor. And I think they've been what we've expected, to be honest yeah. with you. One hundred percent. It depends what you. It depends what people what, were expecting. What you rationally for that question, expected. Yeah. 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 That question to come come around because I've seen it a lot. It's not just this listener. Obviously, I've seen that question a lot. It all depends on what you thought you were getting from the players that we signed. And to be honest with you, if you were being realistic, everything we've got from those players is everything. That we expected. we expected. Daniel James has out yeah. outdone what we expected him to do. Because we expected nothing. So yeah, like, exactly. So we got He's more out. from him than we expected. Maguire, like, it depends. We, we said on the pod when we signed, I think Elijah was saying more so than anyone, that, yeah, Maguire's, what we're going to get from him isn't going to be a lot. And that is what we're getting. And with Aaron Wambasaka, people said he wasn't great attacking, but he's good defensively. That is what we're getting. So... If you was thinking like a rational United fan and not thinking, yeah, we paid 80 million for this guy, 52 million for this guy, 25 million, we should be getting more, then you wouldn't be surprised by the performances of the three signs we got. So I'm going to say, nah. Cool. Uh, we've got a question from Bish Ha Ha Ha. Uh, bish Ha Ha. Uh, <laughs> I love Marshall, so he still thinks it's 9am somewhere. I love Marshall, <laughs> but unfortunately, I think he's done at United, and we need to sign a new striker. What striker would you like to see? Um, I'm not even going to lie. Cavani's on the free. I'm taking him next summer. Like, and then just throwing... Uh, and also, I, I don't mind... Well, it's either Cavani or, or Haaland... But um, I don't feel like Martial's done out here. I feel like Martial can go back, can go and play right wing, man. Because that's a position that he ain't really tried like that. Like, nobody's ever thought <laughs> you're to disres- play right wing. You're disrespecting. A man who's known for his inside curl and finish, you're saying he should go and play right wing, yeah? No, no, man. <laughs> to go play right wing, like, he's been playing good on the left, so I feel like Martial should learn to go play that position because I still like him in the team and I still feel like he's a good player, but I just don't feel like he's got the instincts of a killer number nine. Like, every time a cross was... Guy was 
at the edge of the box like Paul Scholes. Like he was playing centre mid, like your <laughs> guy was waiting for a volley like at the edge of the box. Like it doesn't make no sense. Why are you not making a run in the box? And for me, I just feel like it's a mentality thing. It's not a I talent think... thing, it's nothing to do with his ability. His mentality is just all wrong. He doesn't want it enough. He's not a killer, he's not hungry. I think yeah, I mean <laughs> people talk about our oh, laziness and whatever. But that's actually translating into the way he plays. Doesn't make those direct run runs. He's not aggressive enough. It's just, yeah, it's just too lackadaisical. It's all gloves and you know, you know what I mean. Like it's not really. Well, said it's like, all gloves, you know. Yeah, um, man, you know what I think them. it is. I think he part of it is application, but I also think he's a player who likes to get touches of the ball. So mm-hmm. when he's not touching the ball regularly, he comes deeper to look for the ball. But I think what they need to what they need to realize, uh, and I think like the guys who are proper killers and have that mentality, just basically focused on goals, like an Aubameyang, you could go ten fifteen minutes and all you're doing is making runs and you're not getting a touch of the ball. And oh, Aubameyang, just... even if he drops, all he's doing is a drop to set and he's going back up. Like he's not trying to because sh- he knows what he can do and he knows that he earns his bread scoring goals but Martial yep. is coming he wants to shake him bake a bit and he's looking at the midfielders <laughs> like you, you, come on guys you're not getting me the ball but he mm. needs to realise that especially in a team that's as poor as ours that you can go through long periods where all you're doing is making runs that make space for other players but you're not going to get the ball and, and that also- all you need to do is be there for when your opportunity comes when your moment comes and that, that in that 90 minutes that can be Three seconds in 90 minutes where that one chance comes to you and you have to be there to finish it. And he hasn't got that in him. That's the thing that he hasn't got in him. And I think that's similar to Rashford where they just like to play about on the ball too much. Like They like to touch the ball. They like the feel of the ball. They like to dribble. They like to beat, man. But even with Rashford, Rashford's got an element of he's doing it for a purpose. So he's mm. doing it and he's just trying to get to goal. He doesn't necessarily get to goal in the most efficient way proper possible, but he's trying to get to goal. Martial, sometimes he tries to get to goal, sometimes he just wants to do something a little bit wavy. But I just thought also, yeah, on top of that, yeah, I don't think I think Martial's hold up play is overrated, man. Like really, really overrated because um like there's one 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 thing like holding the ball up and that like setting the back like I've seen Harry Kane, yeah, hold the ball up for 90 minutes and not score one goal, but have a 10 out of 10 performance because he brought people into play every single time. He never got smashed off the ball. He'd hold the ball up. He'd create chances. Like, I don't, Marshall don't do that really. Like, and he holds the ball out, holds the ball up half of the time. Like, half of the time is, yeah, cool, but half of the time, He's getting beat into the ball, like, and that's that's not good. That's not even good enough. Like, if you're gonna come deep and you're gonna play like everybody says he does, yeah, then you gotta you have to hold up the ball nine times out of ten, not five times out of ten, nine times out of ten. Or oh, we should have just kept Lukaku. Simple as that. Like, bro, like you have to be. Yeah, you're supposed to be the special player. Like, if you're the number nine, you're the talisman, you're going to be special. So it's either you hold up the ball and you create a chance or you get in a box and be a killer. You can't not do both. Like, you can't, like, not do anything. Like, you can't lose the ball and then still be on the edge of the box waiting for a volley that you don't even have the technique for. Like, it's still making sense. He's got the technique for it. Nah, man, he's on the side thing, man. Let's respect ourselves still. Uh, Where do you stand, uh, Rodney? I know... uh, we went on quite a bit there, so you can just add a little. So, the, I, I've, 
question. The question. Uh, yeah. I, I love Martial, but unfortunately, I think he's done at United. We need to sign a new striker. What striker would you like to see? Yeah, so I don't think Martial's done at the club, but I, I don't think he's uh, got the, the minerals to play as a number nine at United. So I'm thinking we uh, put Martial on the bench and he can play back up to Joe Linton from Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joe Linden's a disgusting striker though come on man There's... so is Martial <laughs> <laughs> so is Martial what, bro. Are, are you fully done with Martial now yeah I've always said the guy's no, not a number stick nine. or twist I, I asked you stick or twist last week yeah, you I said stuck. you stick I'm... you can't yeah, a week later you can't, a week later you can't be telling me Joe Linton come on man no he's, I said... he's pissed but you I... off because no, he I said... I said stick he just got to play back up to Joe Linton. <laughs> <laughs> nah, joking, I joke about that. In all fairness to um, Martial, the, if we're saying for a lot of the players, the way we play doesn't help the, their game. It's the same for Martial, but sometimes you got to do, in the number nine position, you can do a, a little more because you have a little more freedom than other players do in other positions like centre mid or even out wide uh, as a fullback. So Martial has a little bit more room for manoeuvre in what he can and can't do. More freedom. So I expect a little bit more. All I want from Martial is when you get that ball, I don't want you to take it in and try and play others in. Turn, face your man, get past him, don't get past him, get the shot away. Get shots on goal. You're not going to score goals if you don't A, get into the box and B, try your luck. Do either of the two, and you'll get you'll get goals. I, I don't understand why him and Rashford are allergic to scrappy goals. Mm. I don't know uh, listen, honourable mention for that stupid chip that he tried to do as well. Of course oh my! Oh, yeah. oh, I, I heard people talk about that. Absolutely madness. He, he's a mental. He's mental. Like he was like a <laughs> scoop. Like he's one yard out. How you be one yard out? The keeper is standing up and he tries to scoop it over the keeper. Even if like, yeah, even if he'd done it to the right weight, the keeper would have blocked it. Yeah, so was that, he's was the that keeper. Worse than, um, one against Neuer. Yeah, it yes. was. It was worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, the, Welbeck, the keeper. idea of what Welbeck wanted to do was correct. He just didn't said, execute it properly. Yeah. What so, Marshall was trying to do was just mad. Because he could have just blasted it or like side footed it. Left foot Dispatched blast, right foot. Find the other corner, like what? But if he doesn't have the the he doesn't have that that blast in him. He's only that got the play finesse on that. Finesse, yeah. He's only, yeah. Got, the he's only got the finesse. Finesse, yeah. The blast, but the the blast button's broken. His pad. Mad thing. All right, cool. So, who would you guys um like to see come in? Sebi said Cavani. Um, who would you like? Or Halland? Uh, what about you, uh, Rodney? So I put a little um. I put a bit on Inter over the weekend and I watched that um, Martinez guy that a few of the fans have been Otara, talking yeah, about. Because obviously now now the thing with Romelu Lukaku is he's the second best striker in his team. So I thought, let me have a little, <laughs> little look at <laughs> Let me have a little look at what people are talking about. Mm. Yeah, he looks like the truth, man. I yes. like him. He was doing a lot. I don't know whether that was just a good game. I'm just basing it off. I've only watched him once, but in that game, yeah, he looked like it, and obviously his goal record isn't bad, and people have say are saying he's a fantastic player. So, 
He looks proper still. Yeah, yeah he's a shooter. This yeah. is what Martial needs to be. Shoot, get the ball out of your feet. Hungry, man. Yeah, you should be having yeah. six, seven shots a game. Yeah, like, a game yeah, you're not yeah. having six, seven shots. You need to come off the pitch Vex, man. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Martinez, he's going to be... He's like Barca, Real Madrid bound, man. Like, they bought him from for Argentina for 22 million. So you know his mm. next move is going to be minimum like 60, 60, 70. That's what I'm saying. He's got, you, you, you said it. He's going to Barca or Madrid. So our hopes now is man like Joe Linton, Ayu, Benteke. Because <laughs> obviously we're going to be kicking ball in the championship. So these men might do bits. Even where's, where's, where's Bonnie? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we've got a shout body still. Yeah. Um, hey, yeah, you know what? I was just looking at the table, yeah. Everton, yeah, on 14 points. United are on 18 points. That's meant And Ever- Everton, Everton are awful. 17th. Uh, Everton have been awful, so the fact that we're only a little bit ahead of them is absolutely mental. And no, no, and look, Everton are 17th on 14, and we <laughs> our next two games are Spurs and C. So, <laughs> let us see. Yeah, I told we know where we're going, bro. We're gonna be in the uh, in, in the little red spots on the table. Cool. Um, we've got a question um, from Teski. Um, hypothetically speaking, if Oli does get sacked before the end of the season, would you want to try and get Pochettino mm-hmm. ASAP or wait to the end of the season to see who else is available? So who would you? Who who are you crazy? Who, who, you want Carrick and McKenna to do what? <laughs> well, straight away, man. Bring somebody in. Yeah. It's easy, you know. Nah, if we if we do sack Oli, then yeah, boom. You gotta be, you gotta make a move on 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 Poch, innit? Yeah, you the jobs available. Bayern Munich job is available. He's already said today that he's had he's had attractive offers. He was saying he's ready to go back into the game. So in all, it looks yeah, like you know what you know what's mad yet is that he said. He's ready to go back into management, and all of a sudden now, the rumors are coming out that Oli's got two games. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it's me thinking I need but to have the lifeline. But thing is, yeah, what's funny is why would those be the two games? Like, like what about two games ago? Do you know what it is? Yeah. Sometimes I think sometimes with these things, the writing's already on the wall, and it's yeah. like okay. Cool. These yeah. are the two games. These are the two. Yeah, the these are the two games we're gonna use to choose to decide. And it's like you already know he's gonna lose these games. But yeah. essentially, you want you just want to get rid of him. But oh, we'll give you these two games. Let's see what you but, do. But another thing with these two big games is that fans that go to the games and other fans that aren't out of the matrix are yeah. still expecting wins. If they don't get those wins, it's easier for man to say, "Well, you know what, Ollie." Days. Yeah. That in my in my opinion, the match going fans, the fans that go to the stadiums, are still backing Oli. Yeah. yeah. And losing to 100. City and Tottenham sort of puts them in a position. Where, hold on a minute. We've lost three nil. We've lost three one or whatever. So if, it kind of makes a little bit more sense for us. We already know we're going to lose. But if you put that on Twitter, there'll be thousands of fans who are at you saying, "What are you talking about?" We've done this against Tottenham last time, or mm. City aren't playing good. Newcastle got a result. We can surely go there and do something. Yeah. Like, you know, so there's optimism among most majority of fans. That like, what people don't understand is that obviously football Twitter is a small percentage, especially when you narrow it down to teams you support. So United Twitter 
is a small percentage and it doesn't represent the majority. So most people are thinking, yeah, we can still get a result against these two. So maybe, just maybe, they're looking at these two games thinking, yeah, we should. We if we get these results, we can crack on. Yeah. <laughs> Word. Cool. <sighs> Guys, it's yeah, it's, it's it's tough at the moment, man. I'm trying, yeah. Cool. <laughs> this is my biggest achievement of the year, you know, coming on this pod week in week out, having to watch these games and talk about it. This is my biggest achievement this year. I hope the listeners appreciate this because it's hard watch, honestly. It's very, very hard watch. And yeah, with that, that is our our last listener's question. So once again, just want to remind our listeners, got a live show Sunday, December the 15th, Manchester United versus Everton at 2pm, Arsenal versus Man City at 4.30pm. We'll all be there. There'll be food, there'll be drink, there'll be analysis. So yeah, tickets up on shubs.com. Pin tweet is on the Twitter page of the main account. Uh, we hope to see you all there. Uh, Seb, Rodney, I appreciate you both coming on. Uh, everybody else has gone AWOL on us, so <laughs> you know, every around 12 o'clock, everyone was local, and slowly as the day went on, more and more people were coming up with excuses as to why um, they weren't available. I don't know what people are doing on a Monday evening personally, but I mean, that's between them and themselves, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, make United great again. Cool. Peace. All right, later, boys. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. This episode is sponsored by Schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.